Hey everyone, do you like ads? Well, you're in luck, because you're about to get a whole shitload more of them. Not here though, we'll protect you, aside from the normal ads we have. Uh, we'll keep you safe on this normally advertised bowl of dude soup. Damn it, I missed a call from my orthopedic. We'll get to that in a minute. You should take the call on the show. Bone doctor. Bones. My bones are all out of place, all out of whack. Uh, yeah, hello everyone, this is Dude Soup. We're gonna talk about advertising, namely the apparent increase of ads on certain services lately, Twitch, Netflix, what have you. And then we got some other stuff, bone stuff. Um, mm, bone stuff. Yeah, I got, a, I got a bone bump now. My little Larry lump. There he is. Larry lump. Yeah, it's just you like that. Name it. It's just like that now. Draw a little smiley face on him. Yeah, well, there's scabs now. I can't draw on it yet. Oof. Just a big old hole. Actually, no, the scab fell off. That's exciting. Did you save it? Just a whole flake. I thought about <laughs> it, but no. It was also a little wet on the under. I don't know. Uh, hey, I've got uh, three fine panelists joining me today for, for various discussions. I'll start with the man of the hour, Tyler Coe. Oh, thank you. Uh, sports aficionado extraordinaire. Welcome. Well, yeah, we'll say that. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about sports today. No, no, please, no. Absolutely not. But watch my show, <laughs> yeah. uh, Sports Ball on Rooster Teeth. That's uh, as its uh, own YouTube channel as well, Sports Ball. Uh, you can watch it every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Uh, with me and my co-host, Mia Khalifa of Sports Fame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to talk about sports today. Okay, I'm very we're good, curious about we this, uh, this bone thing you got going oh, okay. on here. Yeah, I guess we can did you hear about true. his accident? No, I did not. Ah. Yeah, I'm, you have I would, to start from the beginning, bud. I guess I can. Well, I got some got some homework to get right, out of the way first. Right. Uh, second, Dan Schneider, thank you for joining us today. Hey, hey. My bone first dude soup. Yeah. No Woo. way. Oh, yeah. I'm in the bowl now. <laughs> well, there was that Christmas one, but yeah, no, you're, you're, you're here for good now. You're officially a dude. Yeah, Congrats. You got to do the 90-minute stretch. And then Alana Pierce, thank you for joining us today. Uh, all right, this episode is Hold sponsored up. by, speaking of that, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't uh, get a cool intro. No, sorry. No, I was like, <laughs> anyway, ads. <laughs> yeah, uh, sponsored by Beachbody, Hymns, and Stitch Fix. You can get a special free trial membership to Beachbody On Demand when you text DUDE to 303030. Uh, you can try Hymns for a month today for $5 at 4hymns.com slash soup. And you can keep, uh, when you keep all five items in your Stitch Fix box, you get an additional 25% off by going to stitchfix.com slash dude soup. All right, bone talk. Let's talk <clears> bones. <throat> and then I'll open it up. But so uh, I guess abbreviated version of the story was somebody cut me off on the 405. I ride a motorcycle, by the way. Somebody cut me off. I swerved out of the way to miss them. They were swerving because they didn't want to slow down. The cars in front of them were slowing down. So I ran into the back of the car in front of them. I don't, it was kind of a blur. I hit the ground. That hurt. Uh, but my bike drove home. I went to the doctor. I have a separated shoulder now. So uh, in the weeks since, last week's episode, I've been to an orthopedic. They did x-rays. I'm going to have an MRI done tomorrow. Mm. But essentially, there are ligaments that hold a little bone in your uh, shoulder down. And those just popped like rubber bands. So now the bone is just poking up. And that's just how it is. The doctor said that they could fix it, but it does require a pretty big scar. And then they bolt it back down. And then you can't move your arm for a month plus. I mean, if it's not causing you pain. Exactly. They, They said it's... You don't lose any mobility. You don't lose any uh, strength. You don't lose any range of motion. It's just a bump. You just got a bump now. You got yourself so a nice Larry. Yeah, yeah, you're a monster. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a horrible <laughs> monster. Well, I already have been. I actually, I, I don't know what happened. I think I broke a rib. Uh, I used to do MMA, and somebody like fell on me oh. with his elbow. I felt my ribs separate and then pop back into place, uh. which is a really gross feeling. Uh. But now there's just a bump there, and it's never going away. When did you do MMA? That was like two years ago. Oh, that's cool. A hobby. Did you knock some dudes out? Huh? Did you knock anyone out? No. I mean, no. You never really spar that hard. Okay. And if people are wearing headgear and stuff, it's Mm. you got to be like a pro boxer to knock someone out. 
No, I mean, I, I tag We're people strong. pretty hard, but yeah, I'm a beefy <laughs> man. I got lumps everywhere. So anyway, um, yeah, that's just something I'm going to live with now, but whatever. So for the longest time, I thought you said you weren't taking the bike on the highway. Mm -hmm. Like you were doing back streets to here. I was, ramp I was ramping up. Okay. And then once I felt confident, I took it on the highway. When you were in control of the bike. Exactly. Got you. Mm. In control of all factors. How long after that decision? Oh, it was months. Okay, okay. Yeah, I took side streets for four weeks, about. And, and like, there's also, like, an eco mode on the bike that throttles its, like, acceleration and stuff. So I left it on that to just be safe. Mm -hmm. And then I, like, stepped it up to normal and then to sport and then <laughs> started taking it on the highway and stuff. Extreme mode. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever makes it catch on fire when you drive it real hard. So, but based on that, I had a question I wanted to pose to you guys. What is an event that's happened in your life, much like ramming into the back of a car, that has permanently changed you, either physically or emotionally? Um, it's a pretty deep question. And there's it can be so, superficial if you want. There's just so many answers to this. I know, that's right? The that's, that's the thing. Being born there's that. <laughs> had yes. a large impact on it me. Does it have to be like a physical event? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. a time you learned a life lesson that you carry with you to this mm. day. Hmm. Something that altered the path of your life. So I had time to think about this, so I'll go first, because you asked me yesterday, and I really did think about it for a while, because there's like so many fucking options. Of course, yeah. But based on yours being about you hurting yourself, I'm going to go with one about me hurting myself. Uh, the job that I had before I worked at IGN was writing and hosting a TV show where I was the only person who knew anything about video games that worked for that company. So one of the things that I had to do was review one game a week, which is insane. That's, That's a lot. like. No one does that, but it was like they didn't know what they were doing. They were like, this seems like we need, we need reviews. They get a lot of views. You do one a week. So I was playing a lot of video games, and at that point in time, even though I was working full-time hours, I was also studying uh, in college. So it was one week Oof. when The Witcher 3 came out, and uh, I, I think it was finals, or I had a lot of assignments in one period of time. And I basically didn't sleep and was just constantly using my hands. And I had basically damaged my tendons so much from using my hands so much and using my Whoa. thumbs a lot because I was doing a lot of assignments like on the bus on my phone or whatever uh, that I permanently have tendonitis in both of my wrists. So it basically means that if you imagine there's a rock and you're like pulling a rope back and forward over the top and it's slowly fraying, that's what tendonitis is. So it's just like you've like frayed the crap out of your tendons. So now... I can only play fighting games for like two, three rounds before it really hurts. Oh. I can't play Guitar Hero. I can do like oh. two songs before like they'll start to flare up. Um, any game that requires like a QTE can be really painful, but anything that's like a lot of tapping, I hate that. Like, Is it the thumb specifically? Yeah, it's specifically here. So like typing doesn't mm. do it? Typing doesn't hurt at all. Like, like using my phone writing? can hurt, but it's mostly just like repetitive motion. Oof. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's like... How about the, keyboard and mouse stuff? Okay? Keyboard and mouse is generally fine. Okay. Yeah, it's just if I have to move my thumbs a lot. Do you hmm. wear like protection at yeah. all? Yeah, yeah. And I had to for that was a funny thing as well. <laughs> Throw your suitcase up, pull out the gamer <laughs> gloves. <laughs> yeah, I had to for a while. Hell yeah. uh, and sometimes you know when it starts to hurt again, it'll just come out of nowhere. It's usually bad in winter. I'll have to wear a wrist brace again, and this hand is worse than this hand. But um, people will be like, "What's that weird accessory she's wearing?" And like, I'm, I'm cool. kind of disabled here. And people will be like, "Oh, nice fashion accessory, <laughs> nerd." Like, I don't want to be wearing this. The worst part about it is that every time that I ever drink, if I have to wear my wrist brace and I'm like, I'm, I'm in a bar or something, I'll take the wrist brace off whenever I go to the bathroom. Every time I will lose it. Every goddamn time. I can't get drunk and wear a wrist brace and not have left it at a bar somewhere. Oh. So it's like I'm just buying a million wrist braces every time I drink. First I heard that I thought people were snagging your wrist brace. They could like be. Or they were like it. smacking drinks off of tables. No. Or so I have an idea. Stolen. It's fashionable and functional. 
get a really long lanyard and just have the brace attached to it. Like the thing for sunglasses. Exactly. And equally as cool. <laughs> I Crokey? did. Is that what they're called? Something like that. I've definitely, because it's like a Velcro thing that you just like wrap around. Just, like, I've attached it, it to a, a waist clip thing before, but it's that's the, mm, it's the nuttiest thing ever. Yeah. Like, Look like cool an IT dude from 2007. It's, it's pretty yeah. terrible. But yeah, now I can't play a lot of fighting games and I love fighting games, so it sucks. It's and just, this is all because of The Witcher 3. I blame The Witcher 3. I Bastard. do. Yes. Have you tried to learn fun. like an arcade stick? Arcade sticks are fine. Yeah, yeah. they're totally fine. But yeah, and you look cooler, or just old, I think, at this point. <laughs> you just look old, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Huge benefit. But yeah, it's it's pretty painful. Wouldn't recommend it. And then there was one period where I also cut my hand open with a hacksaw trying to cut open a Kirby amiibo. And so I had that and tendonitis on both hacksaw. Oh, Video games yeah. have taken a lot from you. <laughs> yeah, already. they really have. Jeez. I still have like the, the skull. Like, the blister package you were trying to get through no, with the saw. No, I was I was trying to cut the amiibo, the plastic, oh. in half. Was this a stunt? No, it was for money. Oh, it was okay. it was it was a feature that like a company wanted me to write. Okay, okay. They're like cut an amiibo in half, take photos, and tell us what it's like. And I was like, okay. Did you but take got, photos? Yeah. <laughs> like here's my. Phone. I think I even <laughs> I, I sent a photo to them because I was like, hey, I'm not gonna be able to finish this in time because it was blood all over my hand. Like it was really bad. And then I you know, just had these two shitty wrists and a permanent scar. And just, this yeah, industry's just hard great. on you. Yeah. Was blood, Kirby covered in blood? I didn't get blood on Kirby. That would have been pretty metal. Because he's all white. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been been an amazing review of you, like, you know, cutting it open, and then you cut open your thumb, and then you in a wheelchair as you're going into the hospital, (laughs) blood just dripping down. There was a lot of blood. Then just, like, taking a picture of, like, all the doctors around you as your your final moments are coming. I'd watch that documentary. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Best Yelp review ever. (laughs) It is surprising how much your hands can bleed. I feel like you wouldn't think there's a lot of blood in there, but... It was a weird thing because it didn't hurt. Like, I cut it open, and there was a lot of blood, and I, I remember being like, huh. But it didn't. It wasn't painful. It just felt like like really sharp burning because I think the way that I had cut it was just so specific that I don't know. It was really strange. But so it was I like could. also two a.m. and I was just like, Whoa. I could uh, piggyback off that actually talking about both thumb injuries and bleeding a lot. So like uh, I used to work in barbecue. I'm from Austin, Texas. Uh, did barbecue for five years and was one of the guys that used to cut meat. So I had just gone to college. Uh, literally day one of college. Like I went in this morning. Uh, that morning to this new job I got at a barbecue joint and was cutting brisket. It didn't have a cut glove on. It sounds like a oh. good job, though. They said they didn't allow cut gloves, which is bullshit. What is a cut glove? I, a cut glove is like kind of like a, a mesh glove that you can have just in case if you jump apart. Like it, it'll you hit a bone or you'll, something. You'll be fine. Hmm. This one's just latex. So I was a little hungover. It was like six in the morning, and I'm like trying to show off for my coworkers. I've been oh. doing it for years. And I don't know if you guys can see this with my tiny hands. Oh, whoa. Oh, yeah. I have a Frankenstein wow. scar all the wow. way down my thumb. Wow. You so just boned your thumb, huh? Bone is, is the correct word. I cut my tendon in half. Whoa. Ah. So I don't have a tendon in my thumb, really. Uh, so basically, I cut it open. I knew how bad it was going to be right away. Uh, didn't really bleed a lot, but I was like, the first thing I got to do is I got to wash this out. So I go to the, this, uh, the kitchen. Yeah, and of course, they have those industrial-sized sinks with like that in, intense yeah. water pressure, and I'm oh, like, geez, oh, no. I gotta do it. one, two, three, and it exploded open. Oh. Wait, why would you wash see, it out first? Oh, I'm tensing up right now. I mean, I was no. cutting meat. Yeah, so like, you had meat all around it. Gotcha. They're probably like as, maybe a little bloody. Yeah, I just wanted to get it, yeah. get out whatever I could sure. to start yeah. off with. And and you're right about the blood. Oof. Like I passed out. Like oh, really? oh no way. You hit the floor. Yeah, Lawrence says boobs on behind you. Whoops. Yeah, there's there's some straight up boobs back there. Oh, okay. Nice. 
No, you can do oh. that on YouTube. All right, we're safe now. <laughs> oh. Sure. Uh, so, do you still have full mobility of your thumb? No, not really. I mean, I can kind of move it, but huh. I can't move it like I would another thumb. Wow. Oh, and no. when you're talking about that's winter, very similar to what it's like for me. Like wintertime, it hurts a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I have a metal band in there. I tell girls like I'm half Terminator, which is cool. like a decent pickup. Yeah, Does definitely Hoff. No. Yeah. Really. <laughs> that means 50%. Can you feel right? the storms coming in? <laughs> yeah, I can. Actually, no, like when it does get colder, like weather can affect mm. like my hands and as far as like working out and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. I'm thrashed around. Dan, what is, what oh, is life? What, how's well, life fucked to you? <laughs> <laughs> the answer I thought I was totally not physical, so I'm trying That's to. That's fine. Okay. No, I, I gave one. one. No, no, no. Like it doesn't have to be physical. What was it? Can, you, can you phrase the question one more time for sure. me? Sure. What, what is an event in your life? That has changed you permanently. Okay, so the change permanently, I, I think I talked to someone about this and then my head changed the question. But um, <laughs> That's fine. Hey, answer the question. Anyway, so, so I uh, uh, was living overseas for a while, and that was the event that essentially, like, living in a country where people didn't speak your language, it was a Muslim country too, um, and just seeing, like, living in that space where, the, like, their religion was their law, and, like, seeing women... That you, you can't see like a stitch of skin or even eyes. Like someone's mm-hmm. like literally like covered in cloth in 120 degrees walking down the street next to you. Like, I don't know. It, it changed my perspective of people's problems in the in America, I guess. I mean, I moved from Australia to America, which is not a dramatic cultural shift, but yeah. I cannot recommend more highly that people try to live in a different country. Absolutely. I think you learn so much. Yeah, that was the lesson I was going to come up with, is that I think you can learn a lot by living someplace differently that yeah. even has a slightly different culture than you, but this was a little bit more extreme, I guess, just being blown away by how different people around the world can be. And well, let me challenge you here, Dan. Yeah. Because... For lunch, I had a gyro plate. Yeah. And the gyro was kind of spongy. It wasn't very well grilled. It wasn't well, like, that's a shame. It wasn't crunchy. So how does my American problem stack up to your world experience? Because I feel like this is pretty bad. I was a little yeah. bummed out. Honestly, the not crispy meat thing's pretty rough. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that you're, you're about on par with people that can't show their hair in public, I would according be, to the law. I'd be devastated if I couldn't show off this, but... I traded away. You for, do have nice for hair. Crispy a nice meat. gyro right away. Yeah, thank you. Good head of hair. Well, was the was the gyro doing that spinny thing on the spit with the? Heat I'm gonna guess not. I just ordered it off the menu and then they they dropped the plate in front of me. I didn't yeah. see the spit. I mean, maybe that's the problem. Gotta maybe that's the, for the perspective spit. I could have had. Yeah. So is it purely that the the average problems an American will complain about just are trivial on the world stage? It seems like it. Yeah. 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 Like when when there's laws basically saying what you can do to, when you leave your home, like what you have to wear, yeah. where you can go. It's, it's just extreme compared to, you know, bitching about a euro. Yeah, the land of the free. <laughs> That's true. I have the freedom to wear mostly whatever I want. I just have to endure the ridicule of my coworkers and friends. I guess it's a prison of its own. That's true. I did snap my <laughs> wrist once when I was younger playing basketball. I don't think I learned anything from it, but it was completely like flopped over. You can see this little scar Ooh. right here. Wow, look at this. Um, all got hand, do you have any hand problems, Lawrence? Not yet, all right. no. You're off the team. Yeah, Let's see here. Yeah. I got a yep. million nicks and scars and shit. Next yeah, time I have you a bunch of scars that, that I don't know bike, what they are. Like, stick I your wrist out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I do have something that I, I don't know if this helps you or if you've ever tried it out, but like... Um, if I'm, I'm ever at the gym or I even have this at home, I have a bucket of rice, of dry rice. And what you can do is you put your hands in and you grab to the bottom of it and it like it stretches out your huh. fingers and everything. But it's a very odd thing to do if anybody ever catches you like in the eye, like when you just grab the rice. rice. Is this it's a like, fetish? What is normal. this? Don't worry about it. That's got to feel great. To the bottom. Does it that feel does. Weird? Feel I feel great. like that your would hands feel nice. smell like rice afterwards. That's such a waste <laughs> of rice, though. That's a little yeah. weird. Well, I guess you could cook it after it would boil out all the yeah. jobs. 
The food thing, though, that's that's something there. I mean, yeah, the, like traveling overseas, like you feel like such an asshole as an yeah. American because you go there and you're like, every time you ask for help, they're like, what language would you like to hear it in, you dumb American? Because yeah, it's like, exactly. God, we suck. Like, they have to coddle you? It's it's terrible. You feel, I know eight you feel kind of pathetic. You yeah. know? Like, I think uh, even coming from Australia where homelessness isn't as much of a problem. When I first moved here, it was really confronting. It's like, mm. oh, there are so many homeless people. This is crazy. Well, and you went to the city that has like the San Francisco. most oh, San Francisco. amount of there are tons, people in the yeah. country. The first city that I went to in the U.S. was actually um, Atlanta, which is oddly enough. And I was Terrible like, oh, place. this is America, huh? Not a fan. Weird. Not a fan of Atlanta. Well, worst airport or toughest airport to get around. <laughs> well, yeah. you, when you moved to L.A., you moved to Homeless Central as well. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about where I moved right. to, but there are homeless people, and I think I think it's kind of unavoidable in California because the weather's so nice sure. is the problem. But it's still like versus Australia, especially the city I'm from, Brisbane has almost no homeless people. Like very uncommon. That when I first moved here, I was just like, oh my god, how is this happening? And I think it's like a thing that you just learn how differently governments function and how different taxes. Is there like a different things social and, safety net in Australia for people that don't have homes so or not, jobs? I think it's. State by state, I'm not entirely sure, but my understanding is that you can really only be homeless if you actively want to, if you're refusing help. Okay. Which is similar to like how the system in Germany works. It's, it's like basically they have housing and there's government funding for pretty much everything. But you you can if if you're like I don't want to live in a home, then you're homeless. Hmm. So it's but I I I don't think that applies to every state because I know like the homeless problem in Melbourne's pretty bad and they seem to be a pretty forward state, so I'm not sure, but it's definitely nowhere near as bad as it is here. Interesting. In a way that's like, I'm glad that I know that it's worse than other places in the world. It's always a little worse. Speaking of, uh, speaking of trivial problems, it seems like people on the internet are going to have like to listen to some more ads soon. Yeah, no, that's, that's an actual problem. <laughs> let's let's uh, complain about ads <laughs> Nailed that segue. Media. But instead, uh, yeah, it seems like if you're going to watch other people play video games, you might have to watch another ad in front of it. Oh, no. Um, but in, before we get to that, we have an ad of our own. <laughs> uh, yeah, this just got fourth level. We're going to make content complaining about ads while selling ads. I get it. This podcast is sponsored by Beachbody. Um, if you don't want a streamer bod, you got to sign up for Beachbody. Uh, so it's Beachbody on demand, basically. It's a, it's a streaming fitness program. Uh, they have all of their programs online, uh, all the big ones anyway. Uh, I've been doing yoga a lot lately. Um, I'm a little bit out of it because of the injury, but when, <laughs> once my... Uh, oh, Dan is grimacing. Oh, sh- okay, don't yeah, show the TV right now. what's going on over there? <laughs> Don't, don't worry about that. We're talking about Beachbody. Uh, so yeah, they have hundreds of effective programs for all fitness levels. So if you want to do intense stuff like Insanity or P90X, you can. If you want something that's just 10 minutes of light cardio or maybe some stretching, they have that too. Uh, you can work out on your schedule. If you have 10 minutes, you can get in a quick workout on your lunch break when you get home from work, something like that. It doesn't doesn't need the overhead required to go to the gym. Now, there's, there's some things you can't do at home, but if you're getting started on your fitness or if you have particular fitness goals, you can certainly accomplish them this way. You can also view it on your computer, web-enabled TVs, tablet smartphones, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. If there's a screen, you can use it to work out. And there are screens everywhere today. God bless America. Uh, like I said, I've been doing yoga. That's the first thing I'm going to go back to once my shoulder's good enough to, to tolerate it. I don't know when that's going to be. Might be, some, uh, might be some rickety yoga workouts in the near future, but got to get back on it. I don't, wanna, I don't want this, this golden body to fade away. <laughs> Uh, you guys can try it out for free. You can get a free trial membership by texting DUDE, that's D-U-D-E, to 303030. And that's access to the entire platform, which also includes uh, nutrition guides, uh, support forums, and stuff like that if you have questions, uh, and all the workouts, of course. That's DUDE to 303030. Thank you, Beachbody, for the sponsorship. And thank you for, thank you for giving me Ted and his great yoga instructional videos. 
I love Ted. He's classic Ted. So if a beach body is what you're aspiring to, yeah. what, do you, what is your body now? Oh, this is, uh, Jesus, what is this? This is a weird mix. I don't know how to describe what's going on here. Because <laughs> okay. I'm carrying around like 20 pounds of fat, but also a decent amount of muscle mass. And I have decent cardio because I run a lot. So I don't know. It's like Tween. weekend well, warrior, doughy. It's like combat dad. I think that's <laughs> what I'm going for. I like that. That's combat wonderful. dad. That's good. I can live that lifestyle. <laughs> uh, but yes, advertising. Uh, so this happened just yesterday, I think. Let's throw that up there. So uh, Twitch has a program called Twitch Prime, which is an integration with Amazon. And what they did is essentially if you link your Amazon and Twitch accounts, you will then get ad-free viewing across all of Twitch across the entire platform. They just recently announced that they're rolling that back. So Twitch Prime will no longer give you ad-free viewing on Twitch. It will give you one sub subscription per month that you can give to an individual channel. That will give you ad-free viewing on that channel, provided that that streamer has enabled it. And it also gives like free game codes and, and little trinkets, digital, digital goodies and games. But what's interesting to me is, is just the state of online advertising in general. Uh, so I was really confused by this because I thought it was a weird act of goodwill for Twitch to basically give ad-free to everyone that's a Twitch or an Amazon Prime subscriber. Uh, and then also... Are you, are you saying a business lured you in with something and then changed the plan? It could be that, but they didn't... Like, there was no luring because there was nothing to acquire. They were essentially giving out something for free to Amazon Prime subscribers. Of which pretty much everyone is. Yeah. It was a hundred million or something that something, article oh, said. Something like that. That's a, an insane number. But there's also this, which is an interesting thing. So Netflix has been running uh, internal promotions between episodes of their shows. So for given Netflix produced shows, they'll also run ads for other shows that Netflix has produced. Um, it's a new thing. Uh, usually, you can just you pay for Netflix. You could just start a show and binge watch the whole way through without interruption. Now they're starting to slip in internal commercials, but commercials nonetheless. So it's, I find it odd, uh, and, and this, is, this is where you guys can weigh in, essentially. To me, it always seemed like the ratio of advertising to programmed content shifted dramatically when we switched over to YouTube and stuff like that. Um, it was 22-minute spot out of 30, 31-minute on TV, so roughly a third of it was advertising mm -hmm. in a given sitcom or half-hour half TV slot. On YouTube, you get one skippable ad, and then you can watch a 20-minute video. And mm. that's like 20 seconds, maybe, which is way different. And five so, seconds if you do skip it. Yeah, and right? It's crazy. So it, I was always curious if that ratio was ever going to shift back. Mm. Once, Absolutely. Well, yeah, right? Once the generation that grow, grew up watching that kind of content ages up into a bracket where they're now a very enviable demographic, certainly advertisers would follow suit. I don't know. Do you guys see that that's what's happening now? I... Uh, I don't know how much internet content all of you consume, but this does kind of seem to be the motion in it for me. And I was curious if, if that had changed your attitude towards content consumption online at all. Advertising is really hard to predict. In that, like, I don't know how this is going to shift, because I would have thought, you know, with the way that even YouTube is heading in with, like, channel memberships, I think they're called now, that they're trying to build a system that's, like, a Patreon type of thing, that it seems like more companies are trying to get money from the people who consume their content than from advertisers, but I don't know. Like, this is, this is really hard to say. There's just so much goddamn money in marketing that it seems dumb of Twitch to have ever said no to it. But now, the thing that I don't understand is why you would 
buy in Twitch Prime? Is it something that you just automatically get with Amazon? Mm-hmm. Yes. So everyone just automatically has it if they have Prime. Pretty much, yeah. As long as, long as you have Amazon Prime you can, and you connect it to your Twitch account, then you then have Twitch Prime, which at this moment gives you like one free sub a month and some digital game codes yeah. of whatever partnerships they happen to strike that month. I, I feel like anything that you're consuming that doesn't have ads or lots of ads will eventually. Yeah. Almost yeah. as if the, uh, you know, you might be operating at a loss for a while until you have enough people coming to then put ads and sell. I mean, that's, you, you've got to fund these things, right? Facebook I mean, never used to have ads. Right. I mean, that's Instagram why TV exists was to, for, for the advertisements, right? And this becomes this whole big different thing now. But I, I feel like any new platform might start without it to lure people. Hmm. But then we'll have the ads to make the money eventually. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds the the Netflix thing sounds similar to HBO. You know, if you're watching HBO Live, they're not showing you commercials for like shampoo or cars, but they're showing you ads for other HBO shows. I'm trying to but keep between, you on that service. Yeah. I'm actually okay with that. Yeah. It's like seeing trailers at the start of a movie. Like I will intentionally go to see trailers at the start of a movie. I'm like totally fine, even if it's the same trailer. I'm like, ooh, I like this trailer, so it's fine. And if I'm seeing that on HBO and it's giving me the same type of content based on what they know I like, like that, if they make the advertising more targeted, even with pre-roll yeah. ads, I think that would be cool. The smart advertising stuff is wonderful. Well, on Facebook, I just get stuff? pregnancy ads all the time. Oh, like, can no. you not? Can you Weird. please stop? <laughs> well, it's funny you guys bring up movies because <laughs> used to be a block of trailers. And then there's the pre-trailer stuff, which is like ads for Coke. Yeah, shampoo, go get popcorn now. F- yeah. Well, I mean, hmm. there was that, the concessions ad. But now there's just straight up normal commercials before the trailers. Hmm. So to me, there is Never this weird that. creep of advertising into hmm. everything. Like, they show you ads at gas stations now. Yeah. Um, some people fucking run that shit in the back of their Lyft or Uber. Uh, it's just... <laughs> that's true in a taxi. I think you're right. Ads. I mean, it, it just, that's the way it goes. I don't know if it's really that big of a deal to, like, freak out about it right now, especially when it comes to, like, Netflix, because like you were saying with HBO, I actually look forward to those HBO trailers. Right. They're really well done. They're awesome. Yeah. Better than some of the actual shows they have. What I have a problem with with Netflix is, I don't care, you want to show me a trailer, it's fine. Do not ask me the question, are you still watching this when oh, I'm depressed yeah. as shit on my couch? Yeah. Yes, I'm still watching it. Yeah. Can you get rid of that? You should yeah. know if I'm binge watching the Great British Bake Off and I'm watching eight in a row, <laughs> as a, yes, I'm depressed. I am I still watching this. My I'm holding onto my pill like this, and my controller is way yeah. over there. Yeah, they really <laughs> do that. Get up Crumbs now. everywhere, pants mm. gone. That's what we need to focus our hatred towards. Is not ads, guys. It's it's stuff like that. Now, like, if you wanted to roll in like a like you know a Xanax commercial into that, hey, don't give them ideas. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> after the uh, yes, totally I'm still watching you get a Xanax commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like, Amazon oh, drone flies notified. in your window and just drops <laughs> the pill in your mouth. <laughs> a little sip of water. I think it's just going to be. Like, speaking of generations who, there are probably kids now who've grown up on YouTube and not really watched any TV. And there will be, probably, in the next couple of years, people who have grown up on Twitch and not even watched that much YouTube, I think. So, in theory, if you're adding ads into that content, those people who aren't used to it are going to hate it, right? Sure. It's going to be like, what the hell is all of this, and why is it suddenly here? In- including Netflix. People the commercials will be like, are terrible. I'm, I'm not used to this, because, like, you know, we grew up with commercials on TV, but I think there's a generation that haven't now, and maybe, I think you might have been alluding to this before, Lawrence, but maybe it's them being like, hmm, these kids are going to be mad one day. Let's, let's do that now. Let's get that in here now so that they don't all boycott when they're old enough to spend money. Huh. <laughs> like give them ads before they age out. Interesting. Yeah, the, and the advertising to kids is a whole other, 
whole other thing because there's, in America at least, tons of government regulations about how you can advertise to kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be very, very stratified because blocks of TV would be very obviously children's content. You couldn't advertise cigarettes and stuff right. like that. Right. Now on YouTube, you have content that's ostensibly for adults. You have streams that are ostensibly for adults, but the creators don't care, even if they're full aware that their their base is mostly children. And then advertising gets really weird, which, in my opinion, was one of the big motivators of Adpocalypse and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Advertisers didn't want to be associated with, you know, the N-word and racist crap. Nazis. Yes. Rightfully Actual so. Actual Nazis. Rightfully so. Understandably <laughs> so. Coca-Cola being one of the big ones. Uh, but at the same time, I also feel like there was not a whole lot of accountability for the advertising that was knowingly reaching like an under 13-year-old audience. I mean, YouTube has a tick box. I agree that I'm 13 when they sign up. And that's the extent of their accountability. But it's such an ethical nightmare when it comes to YouTube because you can't really tell the age of an audience because a lot of them are using their parents' accounts. So it'll be like, oh, a bunch of 50-year-olds watch this. It's just kids using their parents' accounts. They can lie on that tick like, it's so hard to actually tell the age of an audience. But I do remember when a kid came up to me at a convention once who was like eight years old and was like, I love your content. And I was like, oh, no, I swear so much. <laughs> just, like, I didn't change my content, but I was like, oh, God, why? And I like, I think I apologized to his dad. He was like, it's fine. It was like, <laughs> We've done that specifically at conventions before. Mothers will come up and say, oh, I watch it with my five-year-old kid. And I'm like, no, why? why? You sound why are you like a terrible that? parent. <laughs> Don't I mean, do that. I just keep on you. That's on them. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. say, I'll say both at the same time. Like, It's not on me to question your decision-making, but that is a horrible idea. Yeah. And then they'll usually laugh because I'm half joking. You're but, saying it in a way that sounds like joking, mm-hmm. but also. And you got a big smile. Who, yeah, exactly, right? Who, mm-hmm. who, wouldn't be, who would be mad at this face? Well, you know, people are mad about commercials, and I get that because they suck. Uh, I don't have like regular TV anymore, but I'll go home for like Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, and you know my parents have normal person TV, and it's awful. It's like, so bad watching some movie, and every like eight minutes you're watching another mm-hmm. eight minutes of commercials. It's terrible. But it's also, I but, think people underestimate the impact that advertising has. Sure, marketing was part of my degree, and God, it's a boring subject to study. But every ad that you see. A lot of ads are written in a way to make people feel insecure. So things used to be written for utility. Like things Mm -hmm. used to be like, if you buy this, it will last you two years. And now it's, if you buy this, you'll be cool. And Mm. that is designed to make you think, oh, am I not cool? I need that to be cooler. And it's like, if we didn't have any of that, I think self-esteem problems would be dramatically different. Sure. You need longer eyelashes, do I? It's it's like one of the foundations of America is fear and consumption. Yeah. If you don't have uh, this toothpaste, your teeth aren't going to be white. That girl's yeah. not going to fuck you. You know, if you don't smell good, if you don't look good, like it's it's never any of it's none of it's positive whatsoever. It's all advertising. But there's always platforms that move away from that, and like there'll be some new thing. Yeah. You know, me being the sports guy, like I don't watch like pro football games because I can't stand the commercials because they're way too long and they're for cavemen because that is mainly their audience. Mm-hmm. Buy a truck. So I watch <laughs> programs like NFL Red Zone where they cut out everything oh, and their yeah. commercials are catered towards like the gaming aspect for me, which is fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So th- I think there'll always be something that comes up or like, we'll, like you said, like something new for a while will take a hit and then eventually they'll go to it as well. But Red Zone's fascinating too because they cut between the most interesting parts of every game. Yeah, they only show you the scoring plays of the yeah. exciting bits. So you don't see guys lining up or talking in a huddle. Oh, like, that sounds great. It's, it's yeah, just they're lined up. They're about hits. to score a touchdown. Yeah. Then to the next team that's and about to And then that's it. Yeah. yeah, and there's no commercials in between unless it's for kind of like 
Red Zone itself, like HBO does for itself. Like, it's there's nothing else in the It's a smart way to do it. Yeah. Because that's the reason that I don't watch American sports on TV is because I'm like, why am I waiting for so long? <laughs> Throw the ball! Well, that's always weird when you're at a game, too, and they call a timeout. They're like, timeout, timeout. It's commercial time for the people watching yeah, on television. Yeah, I have so many people it's with terrible. me hosting a sports show saying, like, hey, did you watch the game last night? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I did not, because I'm not going to waste uh, an hour of my night, almost, of, like, watching strictly commercials. Yeah. Which, if you go by case by case basis with certain sports that are longer than others, you're looking at three to four hour games where there's actually only 45 minutes of actual play. And so, in a game like football, there's a lot of downtime. Oh, well, basketball has a lot of timeouts too. Like I used to watch basketball in Australia, where I guess it doesn't matter as much, so they don't take as many timeouts. But I went to a couple of college games when I moved to the U.S. and was like, "Why do they keep stopping? <laughs> this keeps happening." And then it just stopped. I was like, "I'm not doing this." Well, it, it, it's weird to cut, to complain about something that is a necessity for that thing to exist in the first place. That's a good point. But is it? What actually operates yes? without them? <laughs> uh, well, so it's it's funny you bring that up uh, because I think that, that that hints at something that that complicates this issue and Rooster Teeth is is kind of core to this too, which is direct revenue. And sports is a big factor in this too. There's MLB TV. You can pay the league directly to just get content. Hmm? And typically, when you do that you enjoy an ad-free experience because you're subsidizing the cost of it directly. You don't have to go mm. through an advertiser. So I agree, yeah, if you're, if you're consuming content for free, someone's got to pick up the tab and usually it's advertising. But uh, when you're paying for a service, like in the instance of Twitch, if you're paying a subscription to a uh, streamer or a content provider, then you can then watch that channel ad-free provided that that uh, streamer has allowed it. Um, but in, in sports, I know MLB does it, but I don't. I think NHL has a program like that too. Yeah, I mean, On, uh, almost all of them do. Yeah. Where it's like specifically just for that network or, the, or this package or whatever you want. So. MLB shows ads on MLB TV now. Oh, they do? Yeah. Absolutely. Their own ads? Ah, uh, bummer. Sorry, I thought... And, and, it's their own part. ads or no? No, it's, it's for all kinds of stuff. Wow. Hmm. Well, well, a lot of times they'll go to a timeout for commercials and it'll just flash a, like a, lo a motion logo for like three minutes. Yeah, that depends on the platform you're watching it on. If you're watching like on a PC or something that has like all the capabilities possible, they absolutely run ads during that oh. time. But like Apple TV or something less capable, they'll show you a static graphic or something. Jeez. I wonder if there is a way on Twitch that you could choose when an ad rolls. Like you know how the when streamer can. Oh, they can. Yeah, you hit a button to make a make an ad go. Isn't that what Hulu Same originally did? Where it's like you can watch this you oh, know, yeah. ad free if you watch three minutes of ads yeah. right at the well, front, I mean, or like every five ten minutes. You know what it was? It was like mm -hmm. intermittently. Yeah, you, well, can, you can front load it. Hulu yeah. also used to ask you if this ad applied to you and you liked it. Yeah, you I don't know if that then. data did anything to change the ads you got. But I thought that was fascinating because I'd always be like, no, I'm not buying a truck. Give me a different fucking commercial. Usually they can just determine that stuff programmatically. That's what YouTube mm. does. Right. The longer you watch an ad, Facebook for sure, the longer you like halt scrolling on a particular picture or ad, they collect all that data. Yeah, they do and a really bad job of advertising things to you that you've already bought though. Facebook oh, because it's, that to it's me in your lot. cookies You're like, oh, you need Amazon. another lens? I'm like, I already bought that. <laughs> you might need another one. I have all <laughs> the Funhouse shirts I need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks but I mean, Twitch... You know how some streamers, when they go to the bathroom, they put up like a static image? Could mm -hmm. they just roll an ad? Yeah. You can do that? Most people don't because the CPM is not very good. Huh. But it's, it's funny too because behind the scenes, Twitch was trying a lot of stuff to sort of gamify running ads. They had these like, oh, if you run two minutes of ads, we'll double your rates this week. And like a, a lot of like RPG wow. style stuff. Yeah, it was cute. Um, and yes. be between all that and the rolling back of ad free, it seems like Twitch is making a concerted effort to beef up their, their advertising inventory. Mm -hmm which to me is odd because they have a strong direct revenue stream already. 
That's what Rooster Teeth thrives on, is first members, basically. Right. Giving us money directly to pay for the content that hopefully we make that they enjoy. Uh, but, you know, we have advertisements too. This podcast is an example of that. So I guess a healthy business has multiple revenue streams. But it's well, interesting that they would subsume one thing under another like that. Amazon's also the biggest company in the world right now. Just, oh, Amazon? Yeah. I don't feel like they necessarily need more, but... <sighs> That's not well, how If you're not works. growing, yeah. you're dying. Yeah. Right? yeah. So no one's going to be happy with where they're at. You constantly need more, more, more. You can't be the best in the world. You've got to be better than that. Exactly. All right, Bezos. He's <laughs> <laughs> another $3 billion or trillion yeah. or whatever. I'm sure they function, like, their budgets function independently, but it's still... Yeah. I don't know. They have a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, what they spend on the Lord of the Rings show? Huh? Oh, yeah. They spent some absurd amount of money to make a TV I think, show. I think it's oh, more expensive like than Game of Thrones. $100 million for yeah. a season or something. Is this like or a, a billion. Who is knows? It a prequel or whatever? Yeah. It takes yeah. place in Tolkienverse, but... Something like that. Man. Man. I'm actually pretty on board for that. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. 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 Sign me up. Yeah. Well, also, like, that's great. I feel like currently... Yeah, you can have that. Yeah, that's fine. yeah bring them back. That's fine. <laughs> they don't have a lot of good stuff. Like mm. Amazon? But, yeah. There's not necessarily anything that takes me there very the often. Patriot's good. They the had, Patriot. Thank yeah, you. They yep. had an anime section that they shut down. I know they do games still. Um, and then I think they were doing uh, the Top Gear. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Top Grand Gear, Tour. Whatever, Grand Tour. Yeah, which was actually very good. They uh they actually they also license more bulk movies than Netflix does now. Oh yeah. So yeah, if if you want to watch just a movie, Amazon Prime typically has a better video library than Netflix because they they thrive off their own original stuff. So they yeah. don't need to license a million movies from Showtime or whatever right. anymore. Amazon's still playing that game for some reason. Yeah, I can usually find a garbage like mid '90s romantic comedy to watch. For some reason, Blaine and I decided that we wanted to watch all of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Oh, and the only that's a fun project. <laughs> so bad. The yeah, only like good, bad, right? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're all entertaining, but also terrible. I didn't. I'd never seen the first one. And we watched through it and was like, "This is just a movie where a murderer kills people." That's because it's. There's not like a hook. There's not like a reason. But it's just no. people no, just die one by one. It's a crazy mom. And wait, Friday the Thirteenth. Right. Oh wait, I I have it confused with Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry. No, Never mind. Different yeah. things. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth is and I think there's not like as good. Fifteen of them. I watched Jason X last week, which was yeah. exciting. Oh, yeah. You got to work your way through that one. Yeah, I got to yes. work my way up. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, those are. But they're all on Amazon. I'm pretty sure that was the place where we could oh, find most okay. of them was Amazon. And you're like, I'm well, where are we gonna find all these Jason garbage X. movies? Amazon. So okay. wait, which number are you up to? Uh, I think we're up to the third. So it's taken oh. a while, but you know, long distance problems. They yeah yeah they they drop it. As my understanding is there's basically no subtlety to it. It's just Jason Voorhees stalks people and then stabs them to That's death. it. Yeah. And then he gets enraged if teens have premarital sex. And that's basically... They start to like joke mm. about that as the series goes on. But Yeah, yeah never mind. It's, it's at some point, buying. it becomes self-aware and campy. I'm not uh, at that point yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like oh, that. Hey. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I meant to do that. Nailed it. Uh, we've got some people in chat bringing up a lot of tweets from Justin Wong. I actually reached out to him. So he is the... Uh, the XVP at Twitch, um, he laid oh, out a that's bunch. A long email. Yes, so that, so that's the problem. <laughs> I asked him some questions yesterday, uh, and he wrote back to me, which is great. I really, really appreciate that. And he gave me a lot of information at one fifty nine. That's very oh, long. No. And then the the podcast went live at two. There's links in there. Yeah, he, he annotated he it. He cited sources. Damn, oh, nice. He gave me the perfect thing, but I didn't have time to read it or paraphrase it or ingest <laughs> all that information. Um, I mean, namely, one of the things he pointed out that that makes sense is that Twitch, like any other business, even if they have a strong revenue stream like subscribers or direct payments, there's no reason to not chase other revenue streams, especially if it won't substantially impact the user experience. 
Well, I feel like a lot of, uh, of that is beating against the audience's tolerance for something. Of course, you trade so, away. Sure. So at a certain point, you will break past that point, and they would, they'll rebel and unsubscribe or do whatever they're going to do. Yep. But it might be really hard to push people to that point unless they're extreme personalities in the first place. Oh, you mean like actually make them cancel their accounts? Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, Netflix raised their price by $2, and the internet was awash in momentary rage. Oh, I'm yeah. canceling my account. And I know like maybe one person that actually did, but I think people just say, they just go on Reddit and like, blah, 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 this is horrible. Yeah. And then they forget it and their credit card gets billed and life yeah. goes on. I want that free two-day shipping, damn it. People kind of do tolerate a lot. Well, it's because it, it happens in degrees. You just barely yeah. scratch away at yeah. it. Yeah. And this is, this is actually something that, Dan, you made a really good point about trading against the audience's tolerances. That's something we have to bear in mind every day. Yeah. Um, we'll, you know, we'll get offers for like, hey, sponsor gameplay for this, sponsor gameplay for that. And it's always sort of getting a measure of the temperature of the audience because you have to give them good, unsponsored, genuine content. And that sort of deposits in the bank. And then you withdraw to get a good, delicious paycheck that Rooster Teeth crashes. <laughs> and that's just sort of the balance of it. So that's actually one of the things that surprised me most when I came here was there was a conversation about a sponsor that, uh, like, I won't give any details, but um, in the office someone was like, I don't think we should do that. And it was like someone was willing to pay money for it. And I was like, you guys are allowed to do that? You're just like, no, that's this this gameplay, like we don't know what it is. We don't think the content will be right for the channel, so we're not gonna do it. And I was like, damn, yeah, you're allowed to do that. Rooster Teeth's pretty great. Yeah, big up to Rooster Teeth. For yeah, that. it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't I didn't want to make anything I said sounded like Rooster Teeth was some faceless corporation that's uh, slave driving us. We we largely have the call about what sponsor content we do, which is great because it lets us weigh the tolerance of the audience as long as you know we're talking to them and listening to what they have to say. Uh, but yes, they're not there are a lot of content creators that won't do that. Um, and, you know, then, it's, then it gets weird. It's like, how far can you push the audience's tolerance? And then you're just going to go somewhere else. Uh, it's also a perception thing. I think yeah. everywhere else I've ever worked has accepted, like, virtually every sponsorship they've ever gotten. And it's like, sometimes it's a ridiculous sponsorship where it's like, next week you have to make 10 videos and you have to have them done by this date. We're like, I'm sorry, what? Like, well, sales team sold it. So there you go. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Absolutely been in that it's, position it's before, crazy. too. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting being in this position where yeah we both uh, I don't even know what's going on here. Oh yeah, let's not click on that. Wait, old commercials <laughs> that would be politically incorrect today. You sure you don't want to click what's on the that? Skeleton. I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, curious I think about you that. Should, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna click on this. Okay, good. <laughs> it's like a cherry take with, long. with buck teeth and a rice hat. <sighs> anyway, speaking of, we've got about 25 minutes. That's built up some tolerance. <laughs> let's cash out with another ad. And this one, this one's a doozy. So. Speaking of tolerance, have you lost yours in your dick region? Well, uh, one of our sponsors is Hims, and they are a telemedicine service that can help with erectile dysfunction. Uh, they claim that 25% of new ED cases are guys under 40. So even though erectile dysfunction has a stigma of maybe being for older men, uh, if you're experiencing that, you shouldn't feel shame about it. It's just something that happens. Kind of like having a dislocated shoulder or a weird bump in your lip. So I still got that little guy too. Uh, so. Hims asks, why turn to weird home remedies when you can actually talk to a real doctor and get medically proven uh, medication for that? Now, before I go on down that, down that road, uh, I would like to say, because some of our audience ha has had a problem with the sponsor, I would like to say that we would encourage you to do what's best for your health. And largely what's best for your health is to develop a relationship with a doctor so they know all your medical history, they know you uh, personally, and that you can speak with them honestly about problems you're having. Uh, if you have a relationship with a doctor like that, we'd absolutely encourage you to talk to that doctor 
And if that doctor recommends medication, uh, then you can transfer that to HIMSS and have that prescription filled online, which is a lot easier than going to a pharmacy or something like that. Um, but, you know, uh, I don't think we'd recommend that anyone chase down a medication right away. Certainly, you should look, you should uh, investigate all possible options with a doctor you trust. That said, HIMSS will also pair you with a doctor that will give you an evaluation online. And that involves filling out a little survey, answering some questions back and forth. Uh, I tried to do the, the ED part of it. I, I'm actually doing the finasteride part. Uh, but I tried to do the ED part of it, and they made me... I had to lie twice right away. Uh, they basically asked me if I'd been to a doctor in the last year, uh, and then, or asked if I had an in-person evaluation in the last year, and then asked me if I'd had a blood uh, blood pressure medica- or sorry, blood pressure reading in the last month. Both of which weren't true, but they make you swear that swear those things and give them numbers. Now, granted, it's possible to make those up, but I, I would trust that for a service about erectile dysfunction, that only people that are afflicted by this condition might actually. Look into it, regardless. Again, check with your doctor. Um, if you don't have a relationship with a doctor, HIMSS can pair you with one and you can ask all sorts of questions and they will, they will answer you. Uh, so they say it's erectile without the dysfunction. Uh, hard made easy <laughs> because products are shipped directly to your door. Yeah, you can try HIMSS for a trial month today for just $5. Uh, they say it'll get you started for five bucks while supplies last. You have to see the website for full details. But that's at 4 slash soup. Once more, that's 4 slash soup. So thank you, Hims, for the sponsorship. And thank you for providing help to the soft boys out there who need it. Um, Hard made easy is a pretty wonderful very slogan. Good. Yeah, there's not, not often that there's some pretty, pretty snappy one-liners in ad copy, but that's a good <laughs> one. That's a really good one. Um, and then also on that topic, I know that this can be a little sensitive for people uh, in the audience. Um, I did get a full letter from the lead doctor for HIMSS as a company. It took a few months, but basically wrote back this whole thing saying or explaining, addressing some of the concerns you guys had. So that was in a few podcasts ago. Um, if, you, if you want that email, uh, you can leave a comment or something and I'll, just, I'll forward it to you. Um, just because I want to make sure everybody's cool with that. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Oh, I got something for Tyler. So normally Bruce reads things because Bruce has a wonderful voice. But I did it. Tyler has an even, I want to say more sonorous, beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So uh, what here, am I, doing? <laughs> I doing? have I have something for you to read here. This is somebody. Bad who, news. Tyler can't read. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, that. he's actually illiterate. <laughs> okay, well we'll have we'll have someone off screen mouthing the words. <laughs> ah, you read okay, their lips yes. and just say what they say. But hey, so the the name's not going to be right. But Omar, you should still roll that. Yes. Some fine literature here for you. Fireside chat. A little bit, yeah. Tyler so this reads. is this is the tale of somebody who made a tweet that apparently was in poor humor. Uh, this deals with characters from the video game series WarioWare. Mm. I know that Tyler is very familiar with that. Uh, so take it. Yes. Away. Okay. On August tenth, twenty eighteen, I have made a tweet regarding the WarioWare character Ashley that, due to a lack of integrity and exceedingly poor wording on my pat, uh, part, has been regarded as a form of insult by some of my readers. The original tweet presented the following issues. (laughs) It made an assumption that was not backed by any kind of source and thus went against my policy. It was written in a manner that implied an attack on certain groups of people, such as WarioWare players. Three, it was taken by many as a joke, despite my best efforts to make it clear that no post on my account is a joke. (laughs) Thus... The tweet in question 
had to be deleted. However, to clear up the situation, I will now present both the original tweet and revised version of it that I can hope can convey my original intent and comply with my account's standards. Do you want me to read the original? Yeah, please read the original. This is the original deleted tweet. Okay. It's the scary one. This is the, this is the scary one? Okay, no. Please don't get offended. Sorry, go ahead. Please, yes. Direct to camera, correct? Yeah, that's yes. good. Got it. Ashley's theme from the WarioWare series has her saying, quote, I don't have as many friends as you, end quote, to the listener. However, in WarioWare Gold, Ashley is shown to have at least nine friends, which is not an <laughs> insignificant amount and likely to be more friends than many listeners would have. <laughs> I, is that it? That's the... And then this one. That's oh, the last tweet? I can see why, wait, I can see why that's offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, I guess it does imply that WarioWare fans have no friends. Oh, yeah. Okay, but, yeah. again, to reiterate, Ashley is shown to have at least nine friends. That's, That's a significant amount. I don't have that many friends. This is how the tweet should have been constructed. Okay. Ashley's theme from the WarioWare series includes the lyric, quote, I don't have as many friends as you, end quote. However, in WarioWare Gold, Ashley is shown to have at least nine friends, which is more than the statistical mean number of friends for most age groups according to a 20, excuse me, 2004 <laughs> Gallup poll. Okay. Would you like me to read you those, the poll? Oh itself? yes, please, if you could. 18 to 29 year olds, 8.9%, 30 to 49 year olds, 7, 50 to 64 year olds, 8.7, and 65 years and older, 12.5. That's so many friends. Mean number of friends. So wait, it goes wait. up the older you get? Well, yeah, my grandma has so no many friends. friends. Really? Yeah, she goes like bowling and golfing and... Good point. Yes. Man. In that, conclusion. That's Sorry, yes. Yeah, my grandma has a banging social life. She's 95. She sounds rad. Yeah, she goes down on weekends. Ew. Hmm? <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Phrasing. <laughs> Unintentional. Don't worry about it. Hey, old people got my grandma's banging down. and she goes down on friends. All <laughs> banging right. social. Nope, it's fine. She wouldn't your, even Your mind. grandma's banging. Gotcha. In conclusion, All right. I apologize once again for the poor judgment I have exhibited in creating the original post and hope that I will be given a chance to learn from this lesson and apply it to all future posts on this account. Thank you very much for reading. Wow. That's incredible. Do you guys have a Twitter policy? No. Cool. Should we? Well, it sounds like they have a very strict policy. They do not have jokes on their Twitter (laughs) account. That seems fairly self-imposed. So I I kind of Ron Burgundy'd this thing as far as like, I don't know what's going on. Like, why is this You just read what was in front of you? What is happening? Well, I I think it's offensive because they imply that people who like worry what don't have many friends have less than nine (laughs) friends. So I think the WarioWare community was offended by that. It sounds like it. I'm Not most, a joke. You seem to find it very funny. In fact, Alana, you seem to be going against uh, uh, one of the, the Twitter issues. policies yes. 101. Not a joke. It was taken as many by a joke, but it was not a joke. Very serious. Still serious sounds like a business. joke. The math backs it up, though. Yeah. I can't believe 65 plus have 10 friends. I figured they'd I all totally be dead. I totally buy that. Well, once you're, once you're your retired, grandma sounds cool. She had two 90th birthday parties. One for family, one for friends. I, I think, think that's, that's got to be a rare it's case. It's my birthday this week, and I'm like struggling to figure out what I, to do. You think of the activities old people are forced to go to in some situations as far as a nursing home or, or facilities. Oh, yeah. There's tons of golfing. There's bridge. There's, you know, uh, yeah. bingo. There's lots of fucking. Old people love to do that. Constantly. I mean, yeah. uh, old folk homes are riddled with STDs. I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad thing. The old plenty. folks Wonderful. watching this right now, because again, we don't know the age of people Hopefully watching they're fucking. I hope. Keep going. Yeah. So I can imagine that those 12.5 friends... Some of those are. My grandma are has a fucking job. 
She volunteers at like, it's called St. Vinny's in Australia, like one of those places where you donate clothes. And it, it, she, she works at one of those places that has like clothing donations. And one time she came to visit us because we live in a different state. And she was like, oh, I don't want to get fired. You're a volunteer. <laughs> She's like, I can't be away from work for too long. You're 90 years old. So your 90-year-old grandma, does she, with lots of friends, yeah. does she play WarioWare? Mm. She probably fucks WarioWare. Yeah? Oh, okay. She actually is one of those old people who thinks video games make you violent. And I always have to be like, am I violent? She's like, you don't count. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Your logic is flawed. I've always always thought, like even since I was like 12, that there's going to be a day where I'm in a nursing home and I'll get really excited because there will be like a great, like just a great yellow Super Nintendo sitting somewhere. And I'll be the pathetic dude like trying to hook it up to a a hollow cube or whatever. Yeah, the wireless power doesn't accept the SNES. And I'll be yelling at it and all the orderlies will be Red, white, and yellow cables to plug into the HDMI. I'm just crying. (laughs) My N64 just kicked the bucket the other day. No! I don't even want to hear that. That makes me so sad. Yeah, I was really, Uh, I took really good care of it too. Well, my original broke when I was a kid, but I've had Mm. a second one for almost a decade. It's still going. Still going strong. I'll live, live with us until our old folk homes days. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> but, but to get back to the topic at hand of Tyler sure. Reed's, I really do want to ask, <laughs> does anyone have a uh, an, an actual, do you have Twitter rules that you impose on yourself? Uh, I guess if you have high standards for how you comment on and cover the WarioWare universe of games, perhaps. No jokes. None. Yeah. I don't even delete tweets if they have a typo in them. Perhaps like, you have to boldly demarcate a joke as opposed to a declarative statement, just so no one gets the wrong idea. Mm. Perhaps this is a that. joke, and I've had to do that a few times. It was, uh, before I had announced where I was going, I jokingly said that I had opened a coffee shop as a business because I found a coffee shop that was called Alana's, and I like took a photo and was like, wow, my new business, can't wait. And at the end of it, it was like, this is definitely not at all a joke. And everyone kept congratulating me, and I was like, guys, this is a fucking joke. <laughs> Let's run with it. People are some literal. people are still like, wait, you're working at Funhouse, and you have a coffee shop? I'm like, damn it, no! <laughs> yes. You really do need to... Just really. So the the context of this was this some sort of professional uh, gaming review context. channel? Are we I don't even know this? the context. I actually okay. want to know the context. I just I just find nerdy shit online and I enjoy making people read it. I just feel tomes. feel bad for the guy that had to apologize. Kind of. I guess I don't know. It's the internet, man. Over something really really stupid. People get mad about whatever. They do. Right. Yelling at cyberpunk sure. tweets like, now. Yeah. Outrage is now. People are mad at. People Angry are mad Joe. that they only got four screenshots of Cyberpunk. Speaking of which, of roll that else. shit, Omar. It's time for Cyberwatch. Yes, he's on it. So, Tyler, <laughs> uh, you must be familiar with the biggest video game ever, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yes, just say yes. Yes, I, yeah, I, you I are. am. Of course I you am. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. Cyberpunk 2077, the best video game ever, has four new pictures. And here they are. One, two, three, four. Wow! Look at them Ooh. all. Yeah, you've never seen video games like that, have you? Damn. So a question. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, they, it all answers itself, but go ahead. That second <laughs> photo was definitely in the demo. Yeah, it was, actually. We saw that. Uh-huh. I don't recognize the top one. Yeah, I guess it's just NPCs. And that, I would believe, is also in the demo. At yeah. some point. Looks like the shootout in the gang layer. Yeah, don't recognize the bottom one. And then the fourth one, oh, not in it. What's his name? Jackie, I think? Uh, yeah, I think it is Jackie. He's got cool hair. Getting yeah. acupuncture done? Yeah, he's he got was actually, I think, Mexican, the most likable character in that demo. Oh, well, yeah, because everyone else was just like a sociopathic asshole. He just swore a lot. Mm-hmm. He seems nice. Seems like a good dude. The, Depending. the chick in the bottom one um, reminds me of the girl who's in Blade Runner. Yeah, Pris. Pris. Perhaps they're linked thematically somehow. Yes, <laughs> Cyberpunk. Sorry, Elmore? 
I didn't hear anything. Oh. Yep. Oh. <laughs> well, whatever. So, um, just to catch you up, Tyler. I know this game. I know yes. it's been in production forever. And I saw a trailer, what, uh, I guess it was around E3. E3 yeah. yeah, end of so. Xbox's conference. So, uh, yeah, it is the biggest video game ever. Uh, it will change the world. And as a result, there are breaking headlines nearly every week. So I do dedicate a segment of the podcast to covering Cyberpunk 2077. I'll just touch it a little bit. Well, there. I look forward to I look forward to playing it. Uh, you ought to. Whenever it comes out. Yeah. It'll be fun. If you said otherwise, we'd have a serious issue. Okay, uh, yeah, well, I don't want to offend you on your own show. That would just be very... <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be offending, please. And I, then I'd have to do have one to of these things where I, didn't make, I wasn't is, trying to make a joke. It was definitely not a joke with a pole. that would break my policy. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to smoke a cigarette after that news? Is <laughs> I, that what's happening? I already did. Cowboy killers. I guess That's I how good that news is. Go back again. Does, uh, your, you, does your CyberWatch update usually have better insights than four screenshots oh, from no, the demo? Oh, no, four screenshots is huge. Yeah, it's, it's hard yeah. for me to imagine what that's, that could possibly that's be. That's the best we've gotten since E3, so okay. it's a pretty big well, deal. Are going to be able to sell drugs on the, on, on the game? You're going to be able to do whatever I can, you want. I can set up my own like empire, correct? Absolutely, yes. Probably? That's Open what world. I, I, I'm saying I definitively yes. I don't know about selling drugs. Well, no, you'll totally be yeah, able to sell drugs, yes. actually. You absolutely will be able to sell drugs. I think auto plays around with that, but it's not enough for me. I want to like... I want to sell the drugs. So based on the fact that you are, like, you know, I'm taking this very literally. Based on the fact that you are in the cyberpunk world and you have, like, a cyber-enhanced body, I imagine there will also be drugs that enhance your cyber abilities, which you'll be able to resell to merchants in the game. Is that making you, That's fact right there, reported I mean, by Alana. That was I would be shocked the, if that's not a thing. That was in the demo. You, like, take a little huff of thing and it gives you, Yeah, like, I don't know boost. if you can sell it, though. Uh, I'm going to say you can. I'm going to guess you can also. Because how could anything not happen in that game? Also, well, Think about that. How could you not be able to sell something in your inventory in a big-ass Pretty RPG? Pretty common mechanic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not really that big of a deal. Uh, God bless. Uh, this is just background noise. Most savage moments on Twitch. God, this is such trash. I love it. <laughs> Top Keck TV. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Um, in other news that only I and only I care about, uh, NVIDIA announced a shitload of, of new video hardware. And I will contextualize this in a way that actually makes sense to people. So uh, it's actually a pretty big deal. So they, they basically announced video hardware that can do ray tracing in real time. What is ray tracing? Nobody asked. I'll tell you. Uh, Professor Lawrence is about to educate you guys. Gee, Lawrence, what is ray tracing? <laughs> I'm so glad. Someone's interested. Uh, so computer graphics are weird. Um, it's, a ben- it's essentially a bunch of cheats to mimic what life looks like. But you can't actually do that because computers aren't fast enough to render like physics and lighting in real time yet, because light's complicated, man. The way light works uh, is light's, uh, light flows in a beam, basically, a stream of photons. It bounces off an object and then hits your eyeball. And then your brain interprets that and makes an image in your mind. Uh, video games, or video in general, is a series of still pictures that in motion look like the Im- or illusion of movement. Uh, each one of those pictures in a video game's uh, sense is made up of a bunch of tiny little dots called pixels. Now, uh, the way video games are usually rendered is there's a bunch of 3D objects that are described by math in an arbitrary plane of, of nothingness. Because like a foot means nothing in digital space. It can be any size you want. So if there's a weird cube just floating, it's described by the vertices that compose it, and that creates a shape. But to turn it into a series of dots, you have to do something called rasterization, which essentially is, you know, when you're looking through a window and there's like a screen there and there's a bunch of little, little uh, blocks, essentially? Imagine that you took that and threw it over anything, and then you just looked in all those little squares and said, okay, that one's black, that one's yellow. You basically turn it into a mosaic of varying sizes, and that's how you get different resolutions of an image. Uh, So computer graphics, typically, it's a bunch of objects 
described by 3D math with textures layered on top of them and then other effects layered on top of that, reflections and normal maps and stuff, it doesn't really matter. And that's how you get a 3D rendered scene. Ray tracing is different. Ray tracing is kind of like how light actually works, but in reverse. So in a ray traced image, when light, light normally comes from a source, bounces off an object and goes into your eyeball, a ray traced picture will figure out how to light things in reverse by shooting a laser out, bouncing it off an object and seeing if it can find a light source. If it can, then that object is illuminated or that one pixel is illuminated. If it can't, then it's in shadow of something else because it's colliding with another object. Hmm. And then that ray will then bounce again to see if it can find something else. So NVIDIA has announced hardware that can do ray tracing in real time. And that's been like a weird Moby Dick for computer graphics for decades. Um, if you notice, there are like some, there are, oh yeah, it's called RTX, by the way. It's their in-hardware ray tracing engine. Uh -oh. If you look at old, old movies that were like breakthroughs for CG, there's some things that still were not done because ray tracing is a problem, like The Abyss and Terminator 2. So if you look at Terminator 2, it still looks awesome. But if you're a dork, there are certain things that don't happen, which is even when he's all com computer chrome man, you still don't see the reflection of his arm and his body mm. because they couldn't figure out how to make the light bounce back and forth and create a realistic reflection. Okay. That's just real expensive to do. So they have to do it like time. frame by frame otherwise? Well, they do it frame by frame anyway. Right. Um, but to do, to do that amount of, it's like how many times the, the ray bounces, bounces around the scene. Yeah. And if they cut it off at one bounce or two bounces, that's when you get something that looks like Terminator 2. So pretty rad. But this does, I think, three or four, which is when you can start to get stuff like light bouncing around corners, reflecting in grounds. Uh, before they did screen-based screen reflections, which is if you're looking at a light source, then as long as it's being rendered, you just flip it and then show it reflected in something else. But if you're not looking at the light source, it's not being drawn. So the computer can't draw it in nowhere and then bounce it off something that does exist and have it hit the screen or your eyes. Now they can because they're actually able to mathematically bounce all the lasers around the scene and see what would show and in, in where. That's pretty cool. Pretty um, fucking wild. Also, if this extends to the entire industry and like helps other people innovate, lighting is... Devs often say lighting is the most expensive thing in video games. Mm -hmm. And that if you add a light, you have to take something else out because light takes up so much Absolutely. effectively. So if this can work and you only need one light source that then bounces off multiple other things, in theory, we can have more dense video games. Yeah. In theory, depending on how far that ripple effect goes. But the, the less lights you need to physically place in something in-engine, the more other shit you can fit in a video game. For sure. More guns. More guns. Fit more guns in, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, you can render sunlight properly now. Hmm. Um, the, the weird thing is, like with, with old rendering tech, is you couldn't have something infinitely far away because you can't do any math with that. Infinity can't be divided by or anything like that, or it just goes to zero. So to have universal light wasn't really a thing. It couldn't cast shadows. It was just something that painted the entire scene of color. And then you would fake shadows by just throwing black things under stuff. Um, so yeah, it's... The thing that gets me, now that this stuff is real time, so this, this is game tech and game tech pushes rendering real hard. I wonder how long it's gonna take until we can do stuff like deep fakes live, like on the spot. They even showed earlier in this demo that they were able to, through AI, which is another tech they announced, um, they can basically uh, turn a cartoon into real life. So they had this animation of someone driving down a street and then they just mapped real life stuff onto that animation 
and it looked like real life driving. What? Yeah, so this this stuff is going to come up pretty soon, I think in the next 10 years with the like Russian hacking and shit. Live we're, deep fakes makes me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, that's very frightening. Can we cancel? Can I mean, we just can we stop? Can we stop no, this all? is the new world. We're good. As much as as much as you have like Rudy Giuliani's truth isn't truth stuff. <laughs> Every time you see something on a screen, you're going to have to p- give yourself a little logic check yeah. to yeah. feel like if it's real or not. Uh, yeah. Well, yep. how are you going to know? Ads. Well, that's the you thing know, with, like, with deep fakes. And that, because because the ads, they only <laughs> run ads on the real, <laughs> exactly. the real president talking. Like the Google AI phone call and all that. It's like, no, this is too much. Yeah, the, the AI stuff they announced is pretty wild, too. Essentially, uh, it's like vector-based prediction. So uh, if you feed an AI tons and tons of imagery, it can start to understand what typically happens in a next frame. Hmm. So if you're playing a video game and somebody's turning in a direction, a human can say, well, I expect the next frame will look like that because they're turning in that well, direction. Well, that's what your brain does too, yes. right? Uh, now what an AI can do is guess portions of the next frame that's going to happen in a game and throw them up for free, which like means it. essentially you get to punch up the resolution because an AI is guessing what most of the frame is going to be. Hmm. And if it's a little bit off, that's not a big deal because it's only portions of a frame that then get corrected later. It happens a lot in actually networking Whoa. too if you're playing an online video game. I don't know if you've ever had that thing where you like run around a corner and you shoot someone and they shoot you and then you die and then you see their version where you didn't shoot at all. It's because you were shooting on your, your side, they were shooting on theirs. Somewhere in the middle, the network figured out that they won and you didn't. And then it had to roll it back and actually fix it. So what the server decided was the actual series of events wasn't what you saw because mm. there's a little fuzz there with network latency. I feel like that's going to be the case with this too. It is kind of a mixture of video encoding and real-time graphics. And that's, that's what the future is going to be. It's pretty wild. This, this is making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> like in a way that's just like existential crisis. I'm like... Really? Well, I read a lot into AI theory. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. And one of the theories that is really interesting is the idea that we all live in a simulation, which when you talk ah. about it on a very like high-level scale, sounds like conspiracy theory bullshit. Is that a but, Elon yeah. Musk thing from a while back, too? I think he said, like, it's... Somebody put, put good odds down on us all living in a simulation. Yeah. So it's... I could, like, delve into it, but it's either that we definitely all live in a simulation, but if you buy into that, then you have to believe that in the future there would be some reason to simulate us, which is the part that... No, maybe it's all really self-created illusion, like the Greeks said. It's just if we're getting to a point where we can simulate things that well, it just like the idea that we exist and simulations also exist is like, are we already at the point where we're creating simulations where AI thinks it exists like that? I'm just like, too soon. Hmm. <laughs> I was hoping to be dead by then. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people, I think you could make the argument that some people do create their own reality and they do it sure. by self-selecting bits of data that jive with a particular worldview that they're trying to reinforce. Brain is technically sure. simulating things and it's like every time that you remember something you're just remembering the last time you remember it so it's a simulation of that memory and it's not a real thing you're actually remembering it's just like just spirals yep. out of control. I was, I was uh, either yeah. listening or reading something recently about memory and if there's a memory you access a lot you actually every time you're accessing that memory you're changing it mm-hmm. ever yeah. so slightly you rewrite it so if it's something you remember a lot it's actually less reliable than a memory you never you think don't about don't think about a lot because you change it so much yeah so whatever favorite childhood memory you have is probably very inaccurate of texas or yeah, that's wild. whatever happened you can also think that you remember something just because you've been told it a lot yeah like i'm sure i have memories from my childhood that aren't actually my memories it's just that i've been told the story that Oh, you did this when you were a kid so many times that I have a picture of it. So yeah. I think that I remember it, but I don't. I, I had this like super young childhood memory when I, when I was little and then remember flipping through a photo book and seeing a photograph mm-hmm. that was that memory. 
and essentially like realizing that I had created some yeah. something in my head from this photograph that I thought was a real memory, and it was just you know a picture of me and my dad or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. I subscribe to your th uh, school of thought with that one. I try mm. not to put too much into it, but like the percentage of that is uh, that that could be true. Like for me, that religion and then anything else, it's like why wouldn't that be a high possibility that we are living in a simulation? Well, that's the well, thing I think is that's that part it of that is theory, right? true. Yeah. Is, it, it's totally possible is the problem. Right. It's like, like you just Rick need... and Morty, not to like go, I'm sure you guys talk about it a lot, but the, when they play the game Ray, you know the one I'm yeah, talking yeah. about, where it's like they, you just play somebody else's. He plays life. This, plays somebody else's life, and then he takes off the helmet. And he's been playing like 60 years of a dude's life. Like, yeah. what <laughs> if that is, is it's, us? It's, like, if you like, if, if you read into the theory, it's basically like entirely possible that we could all be being simulated. Like, it's plausible. Like, 100%, it can happen. We just need computers that process humans fast enough, which we will. Like, with the amount that that speed is increasing over time, it's like it's possible. It's just why. So it has to be like. The only only question is why would anyone do that? Well, it may just be the state the state of our state of our reality. So, like this, this is some Greek philosophy shit, but there is the idea that you can never know truth. It's always under the lens of your perception and your eyeballs and whatever weird mess your brain is interpreting. So, people that are colorblind will never know what a color is like. Yeah. Um, why would we, red exist? If well, you we could all see, see colors differently. Exactly, and even our concept of color is something that we communally we we talk to each other and decide yes, red is red. Mm -hmm. So it's still. Red is just a light bouncing off of a particular you know, surface that has a wavelength hitting our eyeballs. So we, as a human race and as a culture, come up with concepts that we all agree are true, and then that is what truth is. Right. It's, uh, it's consensus. It's not reality. So in that way, our minds and our perceptions are already a self-imposed simulation that you have a great deal of control over. Also um, true, yeah. So, and the computers that are uh, fast enough to simulate humans are already in our heads. Yeah. We each have versions of the people we meet every day that we interact with. It's not who they really are. It's, it's something who, that's our impression of them. Like, kind of, only occurred to me in the last like year, is that every single person on the planet who knows of you has an idea of what you are, and none of them are the same. Like, no one has an understanding of who you are that is identical to someone else. So, what you are is just a communal, like, very altered per person kind of idea that no one actually can pinpoint, including yourself, because you can't look at yourself objectively. So it's like, no one knows who you are at any point, and no one knows who anyone else is, and it's just a, a thousand minds thinking different things of like, well, what this is. And it's like, it just, just stresses me out, man. <laughs> you just have to, for me, because it did stress me out a lot. Well, I, got, I got super into AI theory and hmm. following all of this stuff because I started writing a book about AI. So that's how it happened. It was like I started writing this book and I went down this rabbit hole and I was like telling Blaine all this stuff and he was like, are you going to turn into an AI conspiracy theorist? Like, this is concerning me. And it was like, no, it's just research. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to understand. But it's like, it's fascinating. Well, at a certain point, to be a happy functioning adult, you do have to sort of abandon questions that have no presentable solution. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I kind of ran myself ragged thinking about like weird philosophical bullshit like... We're all just programmed to chase happiness uh, in one way or another, and everyone defines that differently. So how does life have meaning? Because meaning is assumed through a lot of different sources, and that can be, I don't know, you can just throw all that out and be like, well, I'll just live happy in the moment, day to day, yeah. and to try and try and find simpler reasons to be alive. And maybe dumb people are back. happy because they're not thinking about what makes them happy. Probably. Dumb people are. I mean, ignorance is bliss. Well, it's it's not even dumb. I think I think... I think a lot of people that, when I was an edgy teenager, I dismiss as dumb, went through that whole thing and settled on the fact that it's okay to just enjoy simple things in life and sure. have good relationships and be happy. 
Uh, and that's something that I casually dismissed as ignorant earlier in life. Now I actually embrace as like the, the more... Uh, Could even be smarter. Sure. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so the older I get, the more I'm like, well, my parents actually had some stuff figured well, I th- out. I think it's important to be cu- curious about deep philosophical, philosophical, philosophical. I don't know, questions. Like why, but I don't think those, any, pursuing any of those questions isn't going to actually make you enjoy your life more, probably. It's makes just you real make insufferable you, at parties, basically. It's probably going to make <laughs> you more afraid of what's going on and afraid of other people. I don't know. But it's also thinking about stuff like this is also very exciting. Yeah. Like when you're thinking about it, you're just like, holy crap. And you think about the, the possibilities or limits of something. And it's like a very exciting conversation to have as long as you can push it from your head. Because it, be, it could become something that you were yeah. really obsessed it's with. Abyss gaze, right? You start, yeah. you start oh. looking into yeah, the darkness too right. much and it makes you sick, makes you crazy. Well, just to roll it back to video games, there was, there was totally a demo that they showed. Speaking of, of Liquid Terminator Man, they did like a Star Wars demo with Phasma. The whole point being that the reflections are bouncing off her armor, off her gun, off of her limbs, and it's like reflecting four or five times in this one scene. Like you can see them in her armor, you can see the gun in her armor. So this is live action, right? Yeah, Yeah. this is real time. Oh, whoa. And they're in an elevator with like multiple light sources moving. And that's the sort of thing that's infinitely complicated with old rendering technology because you have to compute one at a time. But if you just shoot a laser out for each pixel and bounce it around and then see how individual pixels are lit, once you're able to do that, you can get away with cool shit, cool shit like that. I'm glad they got something else for Phasma to do. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of falling, falling <laughs> in a trash can and then falling down yeah. another thing. Glad she got back into employment. <laughs> uh, speaking of weird, oh, hit the mind freak button real quick. We just mind freaked everybody. Yes. His hips. How does he do that? Uh, all right, let's net real hard. I mean, we kind of already oh, did, sweet. but yeah. Oh, did the guy that won the championship at RTX ever get back to you? Uh, yeah, he's he's been in contact with Matt. He's uh, he's asking to collaborate, and I'm like, oh. I have no idea what that's going to look like. Was that not too shabby guy? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Kiss Cactus, not wonderful, too wonderful shabby. fellow. So Tyler, uh, let me explain this to you real quick, please. Uh, so Hardnetting is a weekly tournament uh, between people who are using the internet real hard, uh, and that can mean anything. The goal is to basically explore and celebrate the quirks of the human race, as evidenced by the internet. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, the current, the current champ uh, had one last week is a bassist by the name of H.J. Uh, Freaks, who is also into, like, stockings and cute dresses and stuff. But he's a really good bassist. He slaps a mean bass. When you said Whoa. stockings, I, I took that a completely different way. Like he's, no, he's into stockings. Actual, no, no, no. Yes. Actual stockings, like thigh highs and frilly dresses. I like that he always just has a nice smirk on his face, too. He's, he's living it. This yeah. is his dream. He's pretty is, great. Is he playing this bass line to another track? Yeah, he plays a lot of anime music. Yeah, okay. he really does. I can't, can't hear his bass. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can find something a little more, a little more robust. Pokemon that Go That seems theme. a little more robust. <laughs> Emphasis on bust. What is he uh. Oh, he's like leaning. Is he in a hotel room? No, let's, let's take a look at that. little upskirt. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Yeah, there we go. I recognize this song. Yeah, so Do we have any idea what HJ stands for? Hand job. No, I have, I have no clue. 
You know what? I don't want to yuck somebody's yum. And you know, for this guy, I'm glad he's living his truth. Yeah. Because you know, he's not a, 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 like serial killers. Actual serial killers aren't posting this. I'm like, you know what? He's out there. That's his thing. That's great. I know that guy's not going to end up killing me. He's not going to murder. I think no, he's, he's doing great. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So that's HG Freaks. He's the reigning champion, but going up against uh, this gentleman, the it's, it's musical themed, the one man industrial band. I don't know if you guys are huge fans of industrial, but it's probably the best music mm. ever. I Whoa, think this guy does it all himself. Yeah, he's got like uh, little metal slammers yeah. and cling clangers. It's very basic. It's very uh, primal. He basically builds all these the metallic rigs music, that he can just slam around while he's doing his sweet industrial, right sweet industrial tracks. Doing it all manually. You can hear the wonderful music there. And a train. <laughs> So this is kind of a, a bit of a mini doc oh, on him machining out his industrial parts. They don't make their own. Sound. So what does it actually sound like? like oh, you heard it. It was that, the, the oh the, the clinging, the horrible clanging. screeching. Yeah. Okay. Like able to do. Wow. Instrument companies because industrial controllers. And I feel so industrial like is like I said the best kind of music. Musicians uh, out there. I mean, those guys there. should have. Gnarly Maybe I can stuff. look up some more stuff. There it is. Listen to that music. Okay, but how is that a guitar? Not really. That's just more of... You can't hear that? That's sheet metal rubbing against other metal. I thought I could hear like a... Duh. It might be like a keyboard he's playing. Well, he does have a keyboard in there. Let's see here. Let's see if I can see. Tristan Schoen, The Art. It's a good name. Yeah. I wonder if stage name or... Author and Punisher. Very <laughs> nice. Oh, he's got a little mask. Sweet. Yo. That's steampunk. I don't make Whoa. Wow. That guy might kill you. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if this no, guy No, he's too busy you. with his industrial band. He's got something going. There we go. It's very slipknot of him. Does he punish you with his music? Exactly the same. Or is he into the Marvel Comics character? I've always had this idea of a sound. Screaming into a gas mask array. I've always chased the same leather color. Maybe I heard in high school, and, and I'm never gonna let go. I just industrial music. Did he just talk about being hot in high school? I think he just said a sentence about being hot in high school. Definitely not gonna kill anybody. It's very metal with him. Yeah. I mean, industrial is kind of like the cooler metal, really. If you think I guess about maybe it. he's getting out that murderous rage on stage, yeah. playing, yeah. smashing anvils together. Yeah. All right. Well. I feel like this is a bit of a uh, soft lob, but I'm throwing it out there anyway. Yeah. I just want to hear a song, though, you know? Yeah. It's, it's hard to... It's hard to compete with HJ with we, the we, series of mini-docs. So, so can he still win? Like, he's just, oh, just yeah, week yeah. to week? You guys oh, will yeah. vote. Uh, author and Punisher. Is that his website? Official page of work. Bandcamp. Oh, Bandcamp. Oh, uh, there was Bandcamp. That's perfect. Uh, where is that? Where did it go? Huh? Where, yeah, where did you see that? Uh, I swear I saw it. Oh, well, there's a Spotify on the side there. Well, then that might require like signing in. Yeah. Oh, oh, there it is. Author and Punisher. Up. Oh, next one up. Right there. Bing, bing. Oh, yeah. You're oh. right. Jeez, I don't know. I didn't see that. I didn't either. All right. Yes. There right. we go. Beastland. Nice. Okay. Well, to move again. Oh, no will left to move again. Not enough will It's gonna drop in. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Fuck yeah. 
That's some real music right there. Mm. I actually really like it. I like industrial, so. It does lose something without all the gears and the... <laughs> Rotating metal yeah. mass. Anyway, yeah, it's basically them. And I Kermit, actually yeah. very much like the sound of that. Yeah? Hmm. You're into industrial, huh? Assemblage uh -oh. 23? I'm gonna, man, we're gonna talk about that yeah. later. You and Lawrence are gonna have a long conversation after this. All right, so one man industrial doom metal band or H.J. Uh, Freaks, the guy who fucking slams out tasty licks wearing silk kimonos. <laughs> How many videos does H.J. have? Many. Um, let Let's me go see. to his about page. Yeah. 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 He's got a shitload of views. Wow. Is there a way oh, to it doesn't have... You used to be able to see it on that. Maybe you can't you have to search them. Search the channel name and it'll show oh, yeah. you the, well, the okay. video account. It's, it's not that He important. calls himself a hentai bassist. That's cool. What is, seven. What, is, uh, what is his most popular vid? Well, I find this to be very interesting. This one has a million views, just a dude sitting at a chair. This one with the thumbnail, only 44. Oh. Only 44 times. Yeah, a lot I don't newer. think he's doing Five it for the views, months for though, three you know? years. I don't, no, I don't think he is. He's just doing it because it's what's in his it. heart, yeah. you know? Just feel As right. is industrial, man. Yeah, living his dream. I got a like tale of two men living their dreams out. So what is the basis for, like, uh, how do I get to vote? Yeah, this, this, is it, just say whatever you feel like, you man. Like whatever, whatever, whatever your motion in the ocean is. Uh, well, let's start with Dan. Who do you think is okay. netting harder, H.J. Freaks or Tristan Schoen? Well, I'm actually a little more interested in what Tristan is doing yeah? with all these machines that he's making to make his music. But I think H.J. is definitely netting harder. Okay. Because he's got... A whole lot of videos of him basing and dressed up. So I think by my concept of what hard netting is, he's netting harder, but this guy's more interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, it, maybe I also know more about HJ than I do Tristan at this point. It's a tough choice. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to vote for HJ just because I think he's. I don't know. He's he's more into it. Into the well, internet. You can't hop around when you're playing industrial. If uh, if Tristan had his own YouTube yeah, channel where he was showing me what he was doing, right. like this is awesome looking. Yeah, he's machining it looks his like own a doom parts. gun or something. Hell yeah, it does. It's got a uh, really It's pretty cool, but it's not hard netting in my opinion. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would never question the vote of an expert panelist. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Alana. Who are you voting for? Uh, I'm also voting for HJ. All right. Um, I very much like Tristan. My favorite genre of music is hardcore. I like metal. Hey, really? It is. Uh, and it sounds nice. Hear that, Omar? You got another one. Allies everywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not as visually interested in it as I am in HJ. Got it. All right, Tyler. Just for record keeping, because uh, HJ already won. But oh, really? well, if he already if he already won, yeah, I'll probably stick with AJ. Yeah. HJ. Yeah. End job. HJ, HJ freaks. HJ freaks. Uh, yeah, because I feel like what he's doing, and you guys have even like, that's cool what he's doing. Like, I, if this was on the it's Reddit front page, impressive. I would watch it. Like, it's cool. Like, what I mean, he's building. It's sort of more impressive than but H.J. It is oh, yeah. harder yeah. to do what this man is doing than what that guy is doing as far as putting yourself out there to the world. He probably doesn't find it that way, but that is going hard. I get you. That is zero fucks. I I'm see what wearing you're a dress, playing guitar. And I'm going to do it for every video. That's going hard in the paint. He that's might have been cool, pretty nervous. But that's that like, you know, 
This clearly is not like, I mean, people are very interested in this. People like this stuff, so I don't know if that's going as hard. I feel, I feel like HJ also needs the internet mm. for his Yeah, you're right. I art. see, I see, I see. And this guy's doing it anyway. Like yeah, he's he, right. He's a lot more live He doesn't need the camera in front of him. He's got a lot of people showing up to his uh, it, shows. It would like, be way cooler live than on the internet. Let's hope nobody's in that room. Maybe he is given yeah. personal shows. I don't know. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Lawrence, you guys are all about it. I'm, I'm on board with it. Photos. I like this guy. It just looks like a saw trap. Like it's going to rip his jaw it, open. Hey, he's yeah, up in San Diego. We can just yeah. uh, take a... Uh, oh, yeah. Looks like he's opening it for Nine Inch Nails or Tool. Right. tool. Yeah. Industrial's coming back. Remember I said that. To, can it not? KMFDM's due for another album. It's been like a year. So. <laughs> yeah, Author and Punisher. Uh, somebody, somebody in chat, uh, Moriarty Dan says that Author and Punisher is not unknown on the scene. Oh. So he's already made the yeah. rounds a bit. Wait, well, is that an album or is so that his like, name is Author and Punisher? That's the name of the act. Okay. Gotcha. So it's punishing to hear, I'm guessing. Like it's aggressively hurting your eardrums. That is some kick-ass like uh, so. album art, though. That's that's fun. Right I like yeah, that. Yeah, that is really that's cool. That's cool. I don't know so really you have to read punk. into the name too much. It is it is like the music after all. Oh man, I love when they use the fucking Russian font for no reason. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that, by, judging by that, he's been around since at least 2013. Industrial bands never die. It's like that and old punk bands. They'll just stay around forever. This also looks like it takes a lot of time yeah. to devise instruments. I mean, absolutely. It would take forever. And then to learn and to time it all. Where does the music come from? Is he putting it through a synth or something? What I don't understand how those things make music. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of like feeding, feeding raw sounds into like waterfall synthesizers that produce a new, a new analog sound. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not an expert in the field or or in that genre either. But having seen a lot of those shows, it is a lot of a lot of single songs are made by. I found a new sound by just by daisy chaining all these synths and like clanging metal parts together, and that can that can uh, that can be part of it. Hmm. New what is it? There was I remember reading a review of an Amon Tobin album, which doesn't mean anything to anybody, but it was something like he's a sonic pioneer, and I was like, yeah, I guess mm. he's. I've never heard clangs like this before. That's kind of what it amounts to. All right, well, HJ Freaks. He uh, lives another week. Reign supreme for another week. Uh, author and Punisher. Better luck next time. But, yeah, if, you, if you're, you're two in San Diego, I'll pop down and see a show. Well, if he's in San Diego, he's going to play here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right? Maybe. Yeah, Keep maybe tabs it, on him. Might be hard to get that gear around. That's true. Mm. Probably pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. It's probably extremely heavy. <laughs> it's all yes. steel. Yeah. At least uh, one kilo. Yeah, at least. We know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. At least three pounds. How many pounds is Wow, that? that's okay. a lot. At least. That's many. Minimum. Uh, <laughs> speaking of wonderful dresses, uh, one more sponsor of this podcast is Stitch Fix. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Stitch Fix, essentially it's a fashion by mail service because we're on the internet and everything's by mail. Why go outside? Why go to a store? We're over that. Uh, so Stitch Fix is a pretty cool service, essentially. When you, when you sign up, you'll fill out this little questionnaire. Reminds me a lot of quizzes that I used to take in like my sister's teen magazines. Those are fun. I don't know why. It's like, what boy would you like to date? I'm like, oh, I like that one. Uh, essentially, it was like that. They would they uh, they make you answer some basic questions about your style, the fits you have, the size of your body, and then you take. Uh, it'll basically show you this like grid of shirts, and it's like, what do you like? What patterns do you like? What colors do you like? So you tick off a bunch of stuff. It creates kind of a fashion profile for you, and then a stylist will pick clothes that match that and mail them to you. You get to try them on. Uh, what you like, you keep. What you don't like, you send back. The styling fee is $20, but that also applies to anything you keep. 
So if you try on things and you don't like any of it, you send it back. They'll charge you 20 bucks for the, for the shipping and for the styling. But if you keep anything, that applies as credit towards the items you keep. And then uh, you can either order them one at a time, maybe once a season, if you want to slowly freshen up your wardrobe. Or you can uh, make it scheduled. So you can get one every month, uh, however, however often you like. Um, honestly, for me, uh, a lot of my money still goes to expensive graphics cards. So I don't do it too, too often, but I do do it every so often just to kind of get me out of a rut. You know, it's easy as a nerd to get into a black graphic tee sort of routine. Uh, I'm trying to break out of that. So get some nice button-ups in your world. I get some nice, uh, get some nice patterns. It'll make you feel nice. And yeah, explore. There's a lot of times I told myself that I'd never be like fashion forward because it was just out of my wheelhouse, given that I spent a lot of time reading about AI stuff, but kind of like, like Alana, but hey, you can be nerdy and fashionable at the same time and let Stitch Fix help you do that. Uh, also, if you keep all five items in your box, uh, you get 25% off the whole thing. Uh, you can unlock that by going to stitchfix.com slash dudesoup. Uh, once more, that's stitchfix.com slash dudesoup. So thank you, Stitch Fix. Uh, I've really enjoyed, man, nothing makes you feel pampered. Like having somebody pick clothes out for you and then they come in like a nice little gift box and then you can just wave them away. No, <laughs> I don't want those shorts. And if you want, you can fill out a little survey after leaving more detailed notes. All goes into your files so your stylist will kind of get a running tally on what you like and don't like. But stitchfix.com slash dudesoup. Thank you, Stitch Fix. And hey, thanks everybody. Right. For Thank you, Lawrence. Attending this podcast. It's wonderful to hear from you all. Can I ask you a question, Lawrence? Please do. Are you at all afraid to get back on that motorcycle when it's fixed? A little bit. Yeah. Um, there was, I wouldn't call it PTSD, but there were some times in like the two days after where like I'd be riding in Stephanie's car and she'd hit the brakes quick or we'd be coming up on a car quickly and I'd be like, mm -hmm. like it would just kind of, because there, there is an image frozen in my mind of like looking up and just seeing the car stopped in front of me. And there's that moment where you're just like, well, that's it. Mm. This is what's going to happen now. And it's like there was no time to really be scared, but that one still frame is kind of frozen in my mind of looking directly at the bumper that I'm about to hit. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to be a little cautious, a did lot you, more cautious. Did you have any of that life flash before your eyes? No, no? not okay. even a little. All right. You know why? Because it's a simulation. No. They could simulate really, that. It doesn't really matter either way. Yeah. So they could just change it one to a zero and my shoulder would pop back down. It's either place. get back up on <laughs> that horse pictures. or this motorcycle over yeah. yours and, uh, or just pull the plug and everything goes black and you're fine. You'd never know. So, yeah, I would just go limp like in the Matrix if I didn't ride that motorcycle again. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd I have die to. and then like, yeah. Oh. Be, yeah. So riding the motorcycle is what gives me life is what you're saying. Yes. yes. Yeah. Get okay. back on that Science. horse. Basic physics. Yep. I appreciate that. Yep. No, I, I, I intend to. I'm not going to. But it is like I'm going to buy better gear. Um, I don't know that any gear would have made me safer than I already was. A car. Yeah, a full car yeah. is the one thing. I'm thinking what's his name could rig you up something pretty cool. It could. Oh, it could be making noise while you're going down the highway. Oh, yeah. making noise. Like, everybody gets out of your way, like nobody's going to hit you. Ah, totally <laughs> <laughs> that's just Mad Max. Yeah. Sounds like a horror movie. Like, Welcome to LA Rush Hour, basically. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about Fury Road lately. That's a good film. How fucking amazing it is. Yeah. Why is Tom Hardy so good at everything he does? It pisses me off. Yeah, he really is. I, well, we'll, well see about Venom. I was going to say, that but, could ruin his whole career. But even the live action parts of Venom, I'm already like, I, I love Eddie Brock. Venom I could do without. I just want this to be yeah. a movie about Eddie Brock. If it's bad, he won't be bad in it. That's no, be fun. I, I think, he's well, pretty like, wonderful. It's his accent it's, that's, that's throwing me off. I love it. it he's so it's cute. It's so odd. It's, kinda, it's odd, but he'll For be For the record, he is the male actor that I have the biggest crush on. So I'm like a huge fan of him. No. Oh my God, Locke's amazing. It's Tom it's Hardy dog. driving in a car. Tom Hardy and a dog? He takes dogs to red carpets with him. He's in a car talking on the phone. That's the whole movie. 
Perfect. And it is a wide knuckle ride. I'm not kidding. Mm. Go watch it live. Wow. He's fucking amazing. If so I would I ever make a movie or huh? write a screenplay, yes, correct. Yeah. He's great. No. But Venom's stupid, right? We can all it agree Venom's stupid. No, I don't know about the movie, but the character is oh, stupid. Oh, the character's stupid as hell. It's for industrial fans, I yes, think. Yes, it is. The character? Yeah. I like Venom. The Unsure symbiote is interesting, but Venom himself is like really edgy. Oh, he's like mean, but yeah. like yeah, angry. But he still does the right but thing. But he's also he's sassy. Yeah. Uh, there are some Venom comics that I really like. Okay. I'm currently under NDA about the film, so I will not comment <gasps> too much about it. I like it when he licks the guy. That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Tom Hardy tongue fan art. Mm. That's going to be making oh, look, rounds. I got to set up some Google there alerts. There are comments I could make about Tom Hardy's lips, but I won't. Oh, they're so plump. My God. I watched that one where he's the two British gangsters recently. What's it called? Oh, uh, the uh, Assassin Shit. Brothers or whatever yeah. type thing, or Mobster Brothers. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're British mobsters. He plays two brothers in the he same movie. Plays two of them? Yeah. Salt! On the same screen all Did the time. Kiss? It's pretty wonderful. I don't think so. Uh, Unsolved. You Bronson? <laughs> yes. Oh, my no. God. I haven't uh, even seen him since films the ones that I have. is <laughs> the birth of Hardy, basically. Mm. Like, oh, my God, he's so good in that. So, yeah. he you, takes you have dogs homework to, to do. Bronson Locke. I'm gonna go read it. You yeah. send me your AI papers. Yes. <laughs> and some Venom comments. I wanted to I'll add more to that the, conversation. I follow, but I follow I, a bunch of like AI yeah. like specialists on Twitter uh, and, and theorists and like. Has to be a hell of a thing to just see when you're in the middle of it's, lunch. It's weird, but sometimes I'll tweet something and I'll be like, Does your eyes go dilated. Just so oh. typical you. <laughs> oh, it's so great. How do you know they're not bots? <gasps> One of my favorite things about like political Twitter is seeing two people accusing each other of bots and Turing testing each other. <laughs> yeah, that's the world we live in now. I love I love asking people that slide into my DMs to solve simple math. Well, wasn't there, so wasn't, wasn't there an AI recently that passed the Turing test? Really? Shit. I swear to God, that made the rounds like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think that's happened before. The, yeah, yeah, it was. I can't remember. I think it was here in the states. Well, I mean, they had the, those two Google AI that they had to turn off because they oh, started their own language. language. Yeah. They decided no. English was really inefficient. Terrifying. It's insane. Yeah. I don't think that. Well, no, I'm not going to comment. The AI community <laughs> would get mad. There's oh, like yeah, stuff yeah. that I'm going to talk to you about as soon as this is off. I'm excited to hear about stuff it. that you're not allowed to talk about as <gasps> part of the AI community because it is considered an informational hazard. You're have to oh, apologize. like you make too people, too many people aware of a thing. Yes, there's if a you lot. You talk about certain parts of AI, hmm. therefore you are giving people an informational hazard by giving them information that they would be better off not knowing. So it's like <sighs> this whole thing. I feel like there's yeah. a lot. Trumps and AI. There's a lot of that going on just on the internet in general right now. Informational hazards, yeah. Well. Oh yeah, I guess because so. an image has it as a thing too, where it's like uh, that was the that movie, The Nun, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the yeah. trailer's like a jump scare. It's like that's considered like a hazard. Such a fucking garbage trailer. I didn't see it. That mm-hmm. ran before The Meg, the cinematic masterpiece, The Meg. Did you see it? <laughs> Thanks yeah. for correcting you like yourself. It? Yeah, I'm gonna go see it. I mean, I'm it's not curious. good. It's not good cinema. I heard a lot of bad things. It's not, it's not a good it's movie. It's not a good film. Oh no, you know going in it's not gonna yes. be good. No, that's but like fine. it's yeah. is it that type of good bad that I, I would like enjoy yeah. type thing? You're, yeah. you're kind of a Jason Statham horror too, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. I have a framed photo of him on, in my bathroom. Yep. Can you see it when you're pooping or when you're peeing? Peeing. Okay. Mm. <laughs> that way I can flex my abs while I'm peeing. Pooping is just you can't feel cool doing that. That's true. Unless you're Tom Hardy. I bet he <laughs> it's could pretty do vulnerable. No, he could do anything. Anyway, let's time to wrap this up. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining Tyler. Uh, yeah, sports ball. Yes, uh, sports Where can ball. We find it? Uh, you can find it at uh, uh, roosterteeth.com. Uh, airs every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. Uh, it also has its own YouTube channel, simply called Sports Ball, uh, with myself and Mia Khalifa. So, 
uh, talk sports stuff, but not too serious with sports. Uh, I hate a lot of sports. We talk about that too. So Yeah, yeah I, when you launched it the first time, I listened to a few episodes, and I'm not a huge sports guy, but it was still entertaining. Oh, thank you. Because there's, uh, no, you guys discuss sports in a very normal way, which is, because, you know, it's, grew it's up in not, Texas, it was a cult type thing. I, the people, like, we are the very much the anti-ESPN. I don't care for the analyst, the, mm. the guy that doesn't even know as much as you do. It's all just stats on a piece of paper, and it's whatever. Yeah, we don't do that. It's Very cool. uneducated, uh, non-experts. There we nice. go. That means it's accessible. It's accessible. Yeah. Yeah. It's accessible. Correct. Do you guys talk about hockey? Yeah, I think absolutely. That's my favorite sport to watch. Yeah. Don't know shit about it. Me as a Great. huge <laughs> hockey fan. Yeah. I like hockey yeah. a lot. Well, uh, Dan, Alana, thank you guys for joining. Of course. Thank you. And viewer slash listener, thank you for joining us on this week's Dude Soup. We hope to see you next week. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, leave a comment, leave a rating, recommend it to a friend, or do nothing. Totally up to you. I'm not a bot. You got free will still. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> you're not sure anymore? Well, hopefully you exercise that free will and join us again next week. Until then, we'll see you. And if you're watching live, stay tuned for the post show that's coming right up. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.